0: Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. I'm Jim Richards and I want to welcome you to this week's broadcast. You know something? Right now you go to church with people all over the world and there are I-groups all over the world that are using this broadcast to minister to their family, to minister to uh, uh, their neighborhood, to minister to their city. If you're interested in having an I-group, you might say, well, what the heck is an I-group? I-group is a small group ministry where people who are wanting to always, on a regular basis, feed their heart and soul with a with a good good word about God and and develop themselves intimately with God, use the teachings that we provide and other tools that we provide to start their own group. You know, <clears throat> over the years, over the last, uh, particularly the last thirty years, thirty-five years, the number one question that people would ask me, you know, go into some city or some church and, and just have uh, uh, meetings where people's lives were incredibly, incredibly transformed. And the number one question people would ask is, is how, you know, wh- what am I going to do? Where am I going to keep getting something that takes me in this direction? Something that, something that helps me see God the way Jesus revealed and the way, and the way you've been teaching us about it. And you know, over the years, we've developed all kinds of ways. Back in those days, you know, we used cassette tapes. You know, we got to where eventually we used CDs, DVDs. But thank God now with the internet, man, we can provide timely resources for people to develop their lives. So, so you know, I always tell people, you know, you, you don't have to leave your church. And you don't even, if, you know, if there's not a church or there's not a group moving this direction. It doesn't matter. You can have your own group move in this direction, you know, and that was that was really the power of the early church. And history shows us that the greatest moves of God that have ever taken place take place because of really home meetings and what happens in people's homes. So, you know, if you're interested in that, you can you can uh, uh, pop me an email. Uh, you can just send it. Go to our Impact Ministries website. Pop me an email, and. Uh, uh, you won't get an answer right away, but within a few weeks you'll get an answer, and we'll be pointing you to some new resources that we develop for people who want to have eye groups. And you can be on your way to developing your family, your neighbors, your friends, your city, whoever you want to influence. So, you know, I didn't really have any, I'm sorry, I didn't really plan to jump off with all of that. But, you know, we are talking about uh, miraculous probabilities. And I was thinking about this morning. I was think, thinking about it, praying about it. And, and, and you know, I've, I've, I've felt this so many times. And I've said this a lot of times. Even though we use the word miracle, in our mind, we think more along the lines of magic than we do miracles. Even though we're saying miracles, and some people would say, you know, they would be deeply opposed to the idea of magic, but still, magic works around f- formulas. And that's that's really important that that you understand that. Um, and and uh, uh, formulas, they, uh, you know, th- this is what the occult uses. This is what this is what cult groups use. This is what you know many many different. Groups have used this, is what Satanists use, this is what witches, warlocks use, is, is formulas. And so, uh, so, unfortunately, we have turned praying in the name of Jesus, we have turned how we pray into just a formula based approach to these promises of God and we call them supernatural you know these supernatural things healings miracles you know a deliverance from financial problems deliverance from depression you know God healing our heart healing our body whatever but basically we approach those things more from the perspective of of really how you would approach a miracle uh, more than I mean uh, uh, magic more than how how you would approach a miracle so you know, we, we talked about this last week, and if you haven't listened to last week, you might want to go back and listen to it. Last, last week we talked about, I think it was the science of faith, and, and, and we, we started looking at how that, how, how that there are absolute laws that God programmed into the universe... And that, that's pretty phenomenal when you stop and think about it, because, you know, the Bible said wisdom says, we go back and read the Proverbs, wisdom says, I was there in the beginning. You know, I was there when you set the circle around the earth. I was there when you when you set the boundaries for the tides and all, all of this kind of stuff. And so, so we know that God programmed, infused the universe with his wisdom. The Greek concept of, of of what makes all things in creation work is the logos, and Jesus himself is referred to as the logos. Now, so all of the universe was infused with the logos or the wisdom of God, and and so you know many many groups understand that there is a universal intelligence there. You know there is something there, but the sad thing is most of those groups use it to say, see, we don't need God. Instead of saying, oh, God, this universal intelligence was based on the character and the nature of God. It was based on the logos, the logic of God. And so God created the universe in a way that made it possible for man to interact with the universe and and bring about what we call the supernatural. And... Um, uh, Amazingly, because we do not believe God's account of creation, we, we, we really don't even understand how the miraculous happens. We don't understand our role in it. We don't know the difference between our role and, our, and God's role. You know, I, I don't remember where this poll came from. I found this poll information, and it said that, that God's approval rating is 52%. <laughs> that, that's amazing. And this poll that I read, it says that he has a higher rating on creation in the animal kingdom than he does in what happens in the lives of people. So many people think that God is failing mankind. So many people think that, that God has made everything too difficult, too hard to find out, too, too hard to learn. And the real truth is, God has laid everything out pretty plain. God has shown us how to have everything that He says that we have, how to do everything that He says that we can do. He has He has shown us how to walk the path of life. You know how many times now, as as, as somebody who's been in the ministry for a, a half a century, or almost a half a century, you know I will tell you one of the things I've heard said so many times: if only we, if only we'd got an operator's manual. You know, when we had kids or you know, when we came into this life so we'd know how to make all this stuff work. Well, the problem is not that we don't have an operator's manual. The problem is we have an operator's manual that we, that we don't believe, that we don't use, that we have turned into a bunch of religious nonsense. But the real truth is the Bible, the, the, the written Word of God. Now, I'm not saying in, in, in its translated form. The translated form is not going to mess you up, too much. Uh, if you get to know God for yourself, and 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 you learn to interpret everything in the Bible based on the life and the teachings of Jesus, you you, you really can't get too far off. But the problem is we don't do that, and so you know we look at the Bible. As a bunch of dots that are not connected. Uh, you know, all of these things that happen through history, and because we don't have an interpretive b- base for it to bring it into a context, we don't know how to connect those dots. Therefore, it just looks like a lot of random events that happened. And uh, when God intervened, we don't know why. We don't know what, what his goal was. We don't know what his objectives were. We, we don't understand much of what the Bible teaches us. And the real truth is we could be living these incredibly, incredibly supernatural lives uh, on a constant basis. Now, let, let me say this. Of all, the, of all the things, and you will hear me say this over and over and over and over again, of all the things that we don't believe the two most destructive things that we just refuse to believe it the way God presents it is we refuse to believe God's account of creation and how creation came into being. And then we refuse to believe God's account of how he created man and how he created us to function in in this universe. Now, one of the things, if you've heard me speak for many years, you've heard me refer to this many times. When, uh, I believe it was in 1927, when Max Planck was, was giving his acceptance speech for his Nobel Prize in Physics, uh, uh he said something that was sort of like this. He said, look, we think that we are observing the universe and that you know the unit and I'm adding a lot here obviously, but I'm not changing what he said. So we think that we're observing all of these things that are happening in the universe he said, but the truth is we are in interplay with the universe and the and and the universe is actually becoming, What we believe, what we anticipate, even sometimes what we desire for it to become. You know, when you do experiments um, at, at the subatomic level, one of the great problems with these experiments is that whoever observes the experiment very often changes whether or not the experiment works or how, you know, the experiment works. Uh, you know, When you look at subatomic energy, uh, you, you, know, you get into a situation where, where, where there is no distinction between energy and matter other than the person that's looking at it. One of the crazy things, and, and man, this stuff, get, this stuff gets way beyond my pay grade. I'll just tell you this. I mean, I study it. I read it. I, I have for years and years and years. But stop and think. In the, in the sub, subatomic world, something can appear... In two places at once are moved from one place to another place, uh, and time is not a factor. So it's like it's manifesting here, it's manifesting here. What causes all of that? Well, a lot of what causes that is the person that is observing it. Now... I can remember back when I first started talking about quantum physics and quantum science. And it was amazing the ignorance you know, that was coming out about it from the Christian community. And they were like, this is all of the devil. This, this type of science of the devil. That's what we've said about all science. You know, the church, unfortunately, has rejected all science initially. And I'm not saying that science is always right because, because it's not. But the point that I want to make is this. You know, there are several different dimensions of reality that can exist at, at one time. You know, I, 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 let me just show you two examples. There is Newtonian physics and Newtonian physics helps us understand the interaction and the movement between bigger things, planets or, or, you know, or large physical masses. Uh, and so there's certain things that, that, that are real, that are true, that are valid, that you can observe and some things that you can even predict through Newtonian physics. But at the very same time that we are, that Newtonian physics is happening, there can be something totally beyond what we are realizing that's happening at the subatomic level that would present, in a certain sense, another version of reality, another version of what's really happening, what's really causing these interactions or reactions. And and so, what I have discovered is this, and my very uh, limited understanding of quantum science is this. Quantum science for probably the first time in the history of the world made it where science was catching up with the Word of God. In other words, finally, we had a 21st century language that describes what Jesus described or what or what different writers of the Bible described in the terminology that they had at that point in time. And... This, you know, this doesn't change what the Word of God says, but this helps us to be able to grasp things that before we never had any way of grasping. One of the things I always point out about about the world, and we'll we'll be talking about the creation uh, at some point in this. But one of the things that I always like to point out about, about the creation is this, is that there are two phases of creation in a certain sense, there's even three phases because in order for God to create this realm, there's there's three things that exist in this realm. There's probably more than that, but there's three basic things that exist in this realm that do not exist in the realm where God exists, and that is time, space, and matter. Those things do not exist in eternity, and. In this realm, the moment the Bible says in the beginning, the beginning was not the beginning of God. It was not the beginning of spiritual life. It was not the beginning of of anything other than the beginning, a starting place for time, space and matter to create a realm wherein man could exist. And so... So the, the first thing that happened was, was time started. And uh, the second thing that happened, God created the heavens and the heavens is the, is the expanse, the field. The heavens is the realm wherein all matter would, would come to exist. But here's one of the most interesting things about that. Uh, the first phase of, um, uh, of creation was God creating something from nothing? and and so this realm that was created wherein we have the universe, wherein we have planets, wherein we have human bodies, wherein we have animal life, plant life, all these things, uh, this th- there had to be a realm that could host uh, and facilitate all of these all of these aspects. so. God created the realm. God created the heavens, the expanse from nothing. But because he infused into this realm what we now know to be subatomic energies and and these subatomic energies, Topic energies—they work around God's logic, God's intelligence, God's wisdom—in that they can be brought together to create matter. And so, the Bible tells us that that the worlds were created, or the scene, all the things that we can see. Hebrews 11 says, "All the things that we can see were made from." the unseen, things that we cannot see. As a matter of fact, Paul said in the book of Romans, chapter one, verse twenty, and I think this is something that we really I think there's every scripture has a lot of subtleties that we miss or get just based on how much time we spend meditating on it, listening to our heart, communing with God, comparing scripture to scripture. But one of the things that, that Romans 120 says that that uh, that through creation Um, through the physical world, through creation, through the things that God has created, we can know and understand the invisible attributes of God. Well, those invisible attributes not only have to do with his character and his nature, but those invisible attributes also have to do with the invisible attributes of the energetic world, how that world works, how, how all of that happened. Now, God, He He spoke words that He conceived in His heart. In other words, once the once all of once the, once the, the universe was created, and once the universe was infused with His wisdom, with His logic, with His creative, life-giving power. I don't know what I don't know what words I should use to describe this, but once this field was charged with uh, the life of God, that which was harmonious with God's intentions and, and who God was, then, then when God would speak, he would create or conceive in his heart what he wanted to come into existence. And I've often said this, uh, in, in, if, if, if a creation uh, was measured In time as we know it right now, you know, God could have spent billions of years contemplating every aspect of creation and everything that would have to exist in the universe in order for it to come into into existence in a way that benefited Not just planet Earth, but life on planet Earth and not just life on planet Earth, but the life of the human race more than anything else. Everything in the universe exists to be in harmony with who God is, with the character and nature of God and to bring the highest level of physical life to mankind. Now, the only changes that have taken place in, in that, God's plan didn't change. Man brought the curse of sin into this world. Now, we are still creating the likeness and the image of God. We still have authority over planet Earth. You know, I hear people talk about how that, well, see, we, we lost our authority. No, we didn't. We just stopped using it for godliness. Some people say, well, the devil got our authority. Really? Uh, give me a scripture for that because I don't see any place ever where the Bible says that, that uh, the devil uh, had authority over man. Matter of fact, in the book of Psalms, it says, it says that God created man a little lower than the angels. And in the Hebrew, that particular word for angels is Elohim, which is the word that is used to be spoken of the Godhead. Man has never been lower than angels, what we know of as angels, angelic beings. And the truth is, the book of Hebrews tells us that angels are ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. So at best, angels, all they have ever been is servants to or for the children of God. We don't boss them around. We don't tell them what to do. But but they respond uh, to us uh, whenever we use our faith, when we trust God, when we rely on God. I don't know, you know. Uh, there's no place in the Bible that says we order angels around. There's a lot of people that believe that and teach that. I don't see that anywhere. If you want to do that, that's fine. But it's my understanding that God's the one that gives the angels the orders. And, and everything that God does is uh, is uh, because we believe the truth in our heart. And every, everything in the universe, everything, every the angels, the universe, itself, all respond to our interaction of what we believe, what we think, what we expect. Now, so one of the reasons faith is so absolutely goofy and complicated, unpredictable results. You know, it's amazing when you... uh, I don't know if you've ever had this happen. You know, in my early years with God, man, I experienced some incredible miracles. But the thing is, I could not replicate that. I could not be sure that the next time I would face a challenge that I actually could uh, get the same kind of results I got every, every single time. And so what we did, instead of going to the, to the first reference... Uh, how we, who God is, how he created the world, and how he created us to interact in this world and interact with him. We totally ignore that and we become very subjective and start coming up with these philosophical, um, really based on cult, uh, Luciferian concepts of why our faith sometimes works, why it doesn't work. We come up with all these ideas have nothing to do with, do with God. And the truth is, this, this is so simple, and we can, we can actually move ourselves. And this is, in this series, more than anything else, I want to help you move from the realm of possibility to the realm of probability. Well, the first step in moving from the realm of po- uh, possibility to the realm of probability and by the way, last week I talked to you about uh, why. Uh, why even just Jesus being on planet Earth uh, put us in the, in the realm of possibility. And when Jesus was raised from the dead, it moved us into the realm of probability. But <clears throat> the, the ultimate probability, to make something more sure, to make something more probable, we have to remove or eliminate all of the unknown factors, all the variables. See, in every situation, there are variables, or many times those variables only exist in our mind, but there are variables. And we have to remove the variables or reduce the variables down to the absolutes. And when working from the absolutes, the honest truth is we can... we can walk in faith. We can walk in the promises of God with, with the assurance, with the absolute assurance of what the outcome is going to be. Man, that is unheard of. That's not about having more faith than somebody else has, as much as that's about having faith in what God actually said, instead of what religion has said all these years. By the way, let me mention, in this series, I am going to give you probably about six weeks here of, of just everything I can give you about, about this. But I also always want you to know that I always have audio series that support these, these broadcast messages. And, uh, and the audio series, this is, it's not just a duplication of what I share with you here. It always takes you deeper because usually people who, or, who, who get the audio series, they are wanting to go deeper. They are wanting to drill down on something. They are wanting to make something functional and operational in their lives And so I've got eight great messages uh, in this audio series of miraculous probabilities. And you can can download them right now or you can order the CDs if you want to. And uh, plus everything you're going to get in this in this uh, weekly message. And you know what happens when you purchase one of these series? Number one, you are expressing your intention to be a disciple and invest in yourself. People who don't invest in themselves in the Word of God are not disciples. They're just, I don't know what they are. Good people, Christians want to make it to heaven, but their higher priority is not investing in the beliefs of their heart and investing in the connection with God. But secondly, we take the resources when you purchase something that helps us reach into the rest of the world and touch people's lives. And so, man, it's a win, 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 win. So <clears throat> I, want, I want to help you move from this realm of just possibility to this realm of probability. Now, one of the ways, first things you have to do to do this is I have to accept the fact that I am created in the likeness and the image of God. I have authority. I have dominion according to the word of God. I have dominion over all the works of God's hands in this realm. I am here to be a representative from God. And if God's will is going to happen on in planet Earth, it's going to happen because human beings choose, believe it, choose it. And actually they speak it into being just like God uh, spoke creation to be. And, um, uh, if man doesn't do that, God's will is not going to happen here in planet Earth. God is not in control of planet Earth. We are in control of planet Earth. And what God wants to do in planet Earth, He can only do through people who trust how He created the world, who trust how He created man, and who use their authority for kingdom purposes. So, mm, uh, start there. I want you to meditate on this this week. Do I believe I'm creating the likeness and the image of God? Do I believe I can do exactly what Jesus said? I can speak to mountains and they need to move. I can speak to circumstances they need to move. I can can speak the Word of God and bring things into existence. Listen, if you're enjoying this or getting benefit out of this, go to YouTube, be sure and subscribe, like this, share comments, share this message with other people. We want to change the way the whole world sees God and we can only do that if you help.